Father in heaven, we thank you. We honor you. You bring us to your house of prayer. Speak unto us, O Lord. As we prepare for your servant to come over, praying that God, you will prepare our hearts, you prepare our souls. You prepare our minds, oh God. You will enable us to receive your message today as your purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be seated. My friends, what a joy to be here again in the house of prayer. We do have the Reverend John and Grace Dungo today. Apostle John Dungo, because you've seen him several times, he's a minister of the gospel who has a passion to win souls for Jesus Christ. And I'm told that for many years now, the Lord according to the ministry, he has been encouraging believers all over, everywhere, to seek God with a wholehearted devotion. He serves in joint partnership with his beloved wife, Reverend Grace Dungu, and they are being used and have been used of God to raise sons and daughters who are advancing the kingdom of God, both locally and also internationally. He's a founder and the president of Integrity Faith Ministries and the denominational ministry which is dedicated to winning souls for Jesus Christ and empowering believers. Reverend John has recently authored The Pathway to Revival. And so my friends now, help me bring over the man of God all the way from Nakuru, Kenya, and the Reverend John Dungu to share the word. Please, Karibo, Karibo Sana. Let's appreciate, let's appreciate our pastor. Amen. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lift up your hands and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let me first say I thank God for giving us this opportunity uh, to be here. Uh, thank you, uh, Reverend Dr. Zioka and the First Lady of this church and the readers of this church. Thank you so very much. And all of you, uh, you be, we have become friends now. You've been here several times now. And uh, we, 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 th we thank God so much for this divine connection, this friendship, and uh, uh, whenever I'm near Pastor Zioka and the First Lady with my wife, we always, you know, there's that atmosphere of peace and joy. And uh, that's why I always say if I, you know, if, I were, if I was living here, there's no other church that I could be coming. This is the church. Praise the name of the Lord. And I, I like to be, uh, me and my wife, we always like to be near people who are happy. Yeah, near people who are always happy. And you have a wonderful pastor a man of God. Another thing I like about your pastor before I bring the word of God is that he's, he keeps time. He's always ahead of time. All the times that I've come here, I've observed that. We appreciate you, sir. Thank, thank, thank you so much. Amen. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord this day. I know some of you, you are at your, at your working place, you have been working a whole night. But uh, you purpose to come and worship uh, Jesus Christ, our Savior. My message this day, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to uh, use me today uh, so that he may uh, lift you and also encourage you and also build you uh, with the message that the Lord has put into my heart. And the title of the message is Grace Upon Grace. We are talking about the grace of God. Grace upon grace. That's the, that's the theme, that's the title of my message this day. The grace of God. We are talking about the grace. The grace of God. The grace. When we talk about the grace of God, we are talking about the divine power of God or divine enablement. The grace of God. It is the divine enablement. It is the power of God that is able to uphold us, that is able to help us, that is able to empower us. The grace of God. And the grace of God, when we allow it to operate in our lives, it does marvelous things. The grace of God. And when the grace of God is revealed or comes upon a man or a woman, his life is never the same again. And the good thing with the grace of God is that no matter where you are, no matter your situation, the grace of God is able to reach out to, to, reach out to all of us. The grace of God. It is the grace of God, my sisters and my brothers, that opens doors. It is the grace of God that is able to make us to stand. Even sometimes amidst difficult things in life. Sometimes whenever you look at the mountain you are facing in life. Or sometimes when somebody is going through tests and trials. And sometimes when you are wondering, how am I going to come out of this? Suddenly, or for some, after some time, that thing that you so greatly feared is no more. You have outgrown it. The grace of God has lifted you. The grace of God has strengthened you. And sometimes whatever seemed as if it's a high mountain, I cannot be able to climb. By the help of the grace of God, when you look at it, you see it as a molehill. Just a small thing. It is because of the grace of God. So we are talking about the grace of God. Grace upon grace. I found that in the Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Grace upon grace grace upon grace and whenever the grace of God comes upon a person or a family 
That family is never the same again. The grace of God. So my sister, my brother, let us allow the grace of God. Let us submit ourselves to our Lord. And the grace of God will continue doing great things in our lives. And we are going to make an impact in our generation by the help of the grace of God. So it is the grace of God that lives. It's the grace of God that is able to comfort. It is the grace of God that does wonders in the life of believers. As I was standing those two books in the Bible, the book of Genesis, where it talks about the grace of God. And when I read the book of, uh, the book of John, where we have read, the Bible tells us that in the beginning, or in those times, when people be uh, began to multiply, and they increased in the land, the Bible says they kept on going far away from, from God. And the world became so corrupt and people became wicked and they never feared God or cared about God. The Bible says in those days when the world was so corrupt and the Bible says they provoked the Lord to anger it is written that amidst that, 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 that perverse generation. Because our God has never left himself without a witness in every generation. No matter where on the face of the earth. No matter how wicked people become. No matter how far away people go from God. Our God who has called us my brethren. He has never left himself without a witness. Without a people who are going to stand for righteousness. People who are going to love God. People who are going to give themselves to God wholeheartedly. In every generation. It might be a family. It might be a person or some few people. But in every generation, God has got a lemonade. He has a people who will stand for the kingdom of God. Even in, even, in a, even in the ministry, even in a church like this one, God has never left himself without a people. In the place, yeah, there, there is a message maybe at that time, Pastor Grace, when he, whenever she gets time, that message is very powerful. She, maybe she will be able to minister. Uh, what, what, what she was calling, you know, people, how they lose their opportunities. And whenever they step away from the, the assignment, that God had given them, maybe in the church, and they go out and they, they, they you know, they, 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 they refuse to do what, what they are called to do. You, you find that there is no gap in the kingdom of God. God will always pick somebody to take the place of that person. So what I'm supposed to do is to do what I'm supposed to do by the grace of God. What you are supposed to do is to serve God in the area that he has called you by his grace faithfully and diligently. Praise the name of the Lord. So my sisters and my brothers, the Bible says in those times, God, God our Father, he found somebody by the name of Noah, a righteous man, 
The Bible says Noah was a righteous man, meaning he had a light standing in God, in his own generation. In other words, whenever people did whatever they wanted to do, the Bible says that Noah purposed to focus unto God. Noah focused unto God. Noah loved God in his own generation. The Bible says he honored God in his life. And whenever somebody honors God that way, the grace of God or whatever it is called, also the favor of God, will come in the life of such a person. The Bible says because Noah lived a righteous life, and it is also the Bible says that Noah walked with God. He walked with God. Now, when the Bible talks about walking with God, it is saying that he lived a life dedicated to God. A life of dedication. He was a man who was dedicated to God. He was a man who honored God. In other words, he was a worshiper. A man who worshipped God. A man who honored God in his life. Because to worship is to honor. It is to give God the highest respect in our lives. He, he takes the, 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 the preeminence. He takes the first place in our lives. Noah purposed to walk with God. So whatever Noah had in his life, or whatever in his life, he put God first in his life. And he walked with God. It is a life of dedication. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the life that I've, I'm call, I've been called to live. This is the life that you've been called to live. A life that will bring glory to God uh, in, in, the, in, our, in our working places, in our families, wherever we are. That, that is that's the, life, the kind of life that the Lord has called us to live. And this is the kind of life also which we should impart in the lives of our, our children. Our children. We must also let them know the God who has called us. The God in whom we believe. Bring them into the house of the Lord to be taught the word of God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. The Bible says Noah walked with God. And whatever he did, we can do it. The things that you, you read in the Bible, the things that you read in the Bible, they are, they were men like us. Recently we went to Egypt and we climbed Mount Sinai where Moses climbed. So, Moses climbed Mount Sinai. We also climbed Mount Sinai after over 3,000 years. The same thing. There were people like us. People with fresh and blood. We also, we also, you know, we, we crossed to Israel also. We walked where Jesus walked. Where Jesus walked. I preached in Capernaum where Jesus preached. We saw Peter's house. You know, you just walked. We went to Calvary where Jesus was crucified. We went to the tomb. We entered there. And we also prayed so much there in that garden tomb. And from the tomb to the garden tomb. Ladies and gentlemen, they walked. We went to Gethsemane where Jesus Christ used to pray. We went to Mount Olives where Jesus ascended to heaven. Where he was escorted. They were people like us, the disciples. They escorted Jesus. They walked. They lived for God. If they made it, we can make it. The kind of life, they were no supermen. They were men like us. 
They were men and women. But what, you know, what distinguished them is that uh, they, they loved him, they honored him, and also they worshipped him. They walked with God. And all this, it was by the grace of God. The same grace we are talking about this very day, this very day in this church. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says Noah was also a father. So fathers who are here, you can live the kind of life that uh, that man, our father, lived. Noah. Noah was also a family man. Noah had a, a wife and children. And he walked with God. So we can also, as fathers, you know, as mothers, we can be able to walk with God, to live for God by the help of the grace of God. So the Bible says that Noah walked with God. He was a righteous man. Another thing we read in the chapter of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, is that he was a man of faith too. He was a man of faith. Faith. When we talk about faith, we are talking about leaning on God, trusting in him. He was a man who trusted in God, a man who relied on God, a man who totally gave himself to God. He was a man of faith, a man of faith. So the Bible says that man walked with God, a righteous man, a man of faith. And whenever a person lives for God, then you open yourself for the grace of God to operate in your life and to be able to do great things in your life. So what happened? The Bible says as a result of that, the grace of God came upon him. The grace of God singled Noah out, out of the others, out of his equals, out of his age mates. The Bible says Noah, the grace of God removed him. From the people in his, in his midst. The Bible says. And Noah began now. To operate mightily in the grace of God. And what, the, what does the Bible say? The Bible says. When the grace of God came upon him. God revealed to him. That I'm about to send judgment. And I'm going to release the flood. And it's going to destroy. Waters are going to come. And destroy every living thing. But he told Noah, but you, you have found favor in my eyes or grace in my sight. You have obtained grace. And so the Bible says from that time, God told him, you are going to build an ark. An ark. And you are going to save yourself. And also you are going, your family is going to be saved. And animals too. So the Bible says, that Noah, by the grace of God, he began to build that ark. So what, what surprises me when I study the word of God is that it took faith. It took faith for Noah. Why? Because, number one, Noah had never seen rain on the earth. It had not rained from the time the world was created to this time. It had not rained the, the plants used to grow by the dews that came upon the earth. But rain as we know it today, it had not rained. That's why the Bible says, in holy fear, in obedience to the word of God, to the voice of God, Noah took a step to build an ark. It had not rained, my sisters and my brothers. So another thing about, 
about the grace of God in the, in the life of Noah. The Bible says, and Noah built an ark of three stories. Three stories. Gorofatatu. Three stories. An old man. He built that ark. That's what the grace of God does when we open ourselves to the grace of God. The Bible says he built that ark of three stories. And then what blesses my heart also is that Noah was six hearted years. He was an old man. That's what the grace of God, when we allow it, ladies and gentlemen, when we allow the grace of God to work in our lives, even where you are weak, the grace of God is able to strengthen you. The grace of, the grace of God is able to lift you. It is able to empower your life. 600 years old, man, building an ark of three stories. And it took faith. Because he had never seen laying on the earth. It was all by faith. Enabled by the grace of God. And that reminds me. Concerning our salvation. Our salvation. The Bible says. It is by grace. That we are saved. And that is not of ourselves. It is by the grace of God. Through faith. In Christ Jesus. It is by that faith, nobody can save himself, nobody can save his brother or sister, nobody can save a friend. It is only the grace of God that saves. So, the grace of God is a gift that comes from God. The grace of God is a gift. We do not work for it. It is given freely by God our Father. The Bible says the grace of Noah found grace in the sight of God. The grace of God enabled him. It is the grace. What The good thing about the grace we are talking about, the grace of God, it is able, the grace of God is able to multiply, it can be multiplied in your life. The Bible says, grace and peace be multiplied in your life. The grace of God can be multiplied. Another thing concerning the grace of God, you can grow in the grace of God. Whenever you allow the grace of God to operate in your life, when you submit, when you surrender, when you purpose to honor God and to love him and to seek him, the grace of God is able to multiply the things that used to trouble you as you walk with God. You overcome them by the help of the grace of God. You outgrow the situation. Because by the help of the grace of God. Another thing concerning the grace of God. If one does not activate the grace of God, somebody can fall from the grace. You can fall from the grace. So you have to keep on activating it. Even the gifts we have been given, whatever we call the anointing, it is the grace of God working in the life of a believer. A good singer. It is the grace. The grace of God operating. In the life of that believer. A good preacher. It is the grace of God. That is why even Leverett Zioka. Keeps on calling people here. Inviting people here. Why? Because people come with different graces. People are graced differently. The grace that I have. God has not given it to another person. Whatever they have. I don't have. Whatever you have. I don't have. 
We have been gifted differently. We have different graces. That is why even when we minister, whether we are ushering, whether we are serving, whether we are singing, whatever we do, those who are in the kitchen, do working, doing something, ministering, it is all by the grace of God. And whenever somebody steps to do where he or she is not graced by the grace of God, that's why you find there is conflict. That's why there's no joy. But whenever you operate uh, by, the, by the grace of God, where you have been graced, my sister, my brother, there is flow. There is flow. There is joy. There is satisfaction. Blessed be the name of Jesus. And that's why even those who came here to be received in this church, that's why I heard the pastor say, whatever the Lord has put in your heart for the church of Jesus, do it. That's what I heard the, the, the pastor say. In other words, in the area where the Lord has graced you, operate in that. That's why prayer is very important. Time alone with God is very important. To ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Where have you graced me or anointed me? Because there is a specific area. Hallelujah. Grace is a gift of God. Grace is a gift of God. And that's why the Bible says, in the New Testament, in the book of Corinthians, Paul told the Corinthians church, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, though I persecuted the church of Jesus, though I came, you know, after all the other disciples and apostles, they have continued to, they, they had continued ministering, but when the grace of God appeared, came into my life, I worked more than them all. But it was not I, Paul says. It is the grace of God that works in my life. I am what I am by the grace of God. And you can see what the grace of God did when he allowed the grace of God to work in his life. The Bible says even when he had a thorn or a problem, whatever, it is called a thorn in the Bible. And he prayed three times. He prayed diligently, fervently, three times for the Lord to remove that, that thorn that was troubling him. The Lord told him, Paul, my grace is sufficient. My power, my, my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient. You will be able to operate. Don't worry. Don't worry about the thorn. The grace will cover that. The grace, the grace of God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So my sisters and my brothers, it is the grace of God. I'm here to share with us that we need the grace of God. The grace of God in our families. To have a stable family, allow the grace of God to take over. For you to continue serving God effectively in the area of your, your gifting, in the area of your calling, allow the grace of God to work in your life. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Purpose to allow the greatest the grace of God. Some of you here, if you can open your heart to somebody, to us, and tell us, or if the Lord can open our eyes to see what you have been going through, my sister, my brother, and you are here smiling, and you are here praising, it is only by the grace of God. There is no other explanation. It is only by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Some of us, the things that you have gone, you have gone through, even now, they are so tough. 
Even when you share with some of your friends, they cannot really understand how you are able to wake up in the morning. But every day, the grace of God is sufficient. The grace of God is sufficient. The grace of God is sufficient. Hallelujah. You have gone through so much. So much in your life. So much in your marriage. So much in the raising of your kids. So much in your working place. But the grace of God. You tried something. It failed completely. You thought that you are going to get it finished. But the grace of God has brought you such far. The grace of God has taken over in your life. Blessed be the name of Jesus. It is by the grace of God. The grace of God. And that's why the book of John tells us that Jesus came unto his own and his own received him not. But those, those few, those few, those who received him, he gave them power to become the children of God. Not born of human will, but of the spirit of God. For the Bible says Jesus Christ himself came full of grace and full of truth. And the Bible says from his abundance of his grace, we have all received grace upon grace. Or grace for grace. Grace upon grace. Hallelujah. And in Swahili we say, Nema mfururizo. Nema mfururizo. I thank God that I'm in Nema church. Nema mfururizo. Nema mfururizo. It is the grace of God. Grace upon grace. And you cannot exhaust the grace of God. You need the grace of God. Never get tired of seeking God. Never get tired of trusting God. Never get tired of opening yourself to God. Hallelujah. Because every time there is grace. When you think that you are finished, there is grace to pick you up. When the enemy the thinks that you are destroyed, there is grace to pick you up. Blessed be the name of Jesus. When one door is closed, there is grace to sustain you until the other door is opened. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, the grace of God. We need it. Miracles happen because of the grace of God. Anything we receive, we receive it because of the grace of God. The grace of God. It is the special, it is the help of God. It is the power of God. It is divine enablement. We need it every day of our lives. Blessed be the name of Jesus. And so my sisters and my brothers, it is grace upon grace. Grace. Never give up. Never surrender. Every day, even when you are cast down, always call upon the grace of God. Because Jesus Christ is the author of grace. The Bible says, the book of John, where we read, chapter 1, verse 17, that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He himself said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is the founder. He is the author of grace. Grace is a gift that comes to us from God through Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So even this day, as you'll be going out of the house of the Lord today, and the remaining part of the year, may the grace of God cover your life. May the Lord, grace of God, you know, uh, surround you. May the grace of God give you victory in your life. Every day of your life, may the grace of God fight for you. Also, we can receive the grace of God when we, we ask from God. 
Another thing, we can receive the grace of God when a minister, a priest, releases or speaks the words of blessing to your life. For in Numbers chapter 6, from verses 22 to verses 27, the Bible says, God told Moses, as you bless the people, say, may God bless you, shine his face upon you, and may God be gracious to you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace. The grace of God is released from the altar or from anywhere. When the priest or a minister releases a blessing, then the grace of God or, you know, is released upon your life. The blessing of God is released. And it is God himself who said, as you bless the people, speak that grace upon my people. Speak the blessing upon my people. And the Bible says, and thou bless them. I will bless them. It was the Lord who said that I'm going to release that grace upon my people. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So my sisters and my brothers, we need the grace. And now may the grace. Come on somebody. And now may the grace. Come on, come on church. Nehemiah church. And now may the grace. Come on, name a church, and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, go ahead, go ahead, and now. Come on, come on, shout it, and now. Aha. 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 Let that grace keep you every day of your life. Let that, whenever you go to work. Yes. Let that grace go with you. Allow Jesus Christ to take over. Allow Jesus Christ to guide you every day. Through the help of the Holy Spirit of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this hour. Thank you, Jesus Christ, the author of grace. Thank you for the gift of grace. May your grace keep us. Those who are going through difficult times, Lord, I ask you that your grace upholds them. That your grace fights for them. That your grace gives them the victory. Oh God, I pray that even those who are not feeling well, they are sick. May your grace, oh gracious God, heal them. By your grace, stretch forth your hand, mighty God. And heal them for the glory and honor of your name. Oh, those who are feeling weak, oh God, in their walk with you. I ask that your grace will strengthen them, my God, in the name of Jesus. And those who are trusting you for one thing or the other. How I pray this day that your grace, Jesus, will rest upon them. And may your grace uphold them and hold them by your hand. We exhort your name. May your grace continue resting upon them, my church. And may your glory continue being revealed. I worship your name and I praise you, Jehovah God. May you help us to honor you, to love you, and to get connected more with you, for you are our God. And may your grace continue strengthening us. We trust you and we thank you in Jesus' name.